Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. What's going on, family? It's your girl, Sheree Nicole. Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. Season three, we are well underway. I've been having some really dope conversations with some amazing individuals. Today is obviously no different. Uh, I met this amazing man, a guy, this dope human (laughs) being, co-hosted. He co-hosted with me um, on the Willie Moore Jr. show. As you guys know, I'm a co-host of the show. And this was my first show I had to host without Willie. And normally when that happens, they bring in uh, celebrity co-hosts to help us out. And let me tell you something. Pastor Mike Jr. was my help. He has a new album out. He's always doing some incredible things. We're going to talk all about that and so much more. So without further ado, Pastor Mike Jr., one of my favorite people. What's going uh, on? What's up, girl? I'm in the building. I'm excited. Look at you. You did that. No mistakes, no breaks. Look at you. You a vet now, girl. Look, because I meant it. But but you know what's interesting? It's, it's all about trial and error. And so you never know why God puts you in positions that you're in. And I'm glad that he put me in position to co-host with you that day because it really, really was. It was it was life changing for me in a lot of ways. So I appreciate it. I'm so grateful that we get to spend some time. And normally I don't do this, but I'm so excited about this album. I'm going to start there because That's cool. That's cool. I was listening Um to man. It's called Impossible, guys. I'm so excited. I forgot to tell you the name. It's called Impossible. It's out right now. And I'm very excited about this album because I feel like, and step on me if I'm wrong, Pastor Mike Jr., but okay. we're in a world right now where a lot of people are are focused or either being pushed more towards the negative, what's not working out, the desolation around us versus the reassurance of what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do. And I just feel like this album is a reassurance for us. God is still on the throne. So for That's you right. coming into this project, where was your mindset and how did you want to ensure that everything that God was giving you to give to us really came through in your music? Well, first off, man, I'm just honored to be here. And this album is three years in the making, you know, and to me, man, I have a unique assignment and I'm very clear on it. It's to bring positivity and hope. And God sort of gives me these one word prophetic declarations that I think resonate with people. You know, when nobody knew me out of nowhere, I just heard the Lord say big. And I believe the rest of the world was like, that's God, you know. And so in this season, believe it or not, before big was ever released, I was singing the song impossible. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to hold this song until you're the proof that I'm doing it. Wow. And so for me, man, I think when you hear impossible, when you hear winning, you know, it's it's these it's these collection of songs that I believe is just going to put you in a mindset that, hey, forget about the negativity around you. Let's focus on what God is doing. It's that sort of half glass, half full, half empty syndrome. So for me, I'm excited about it. I believe it's one of the only albums in the world where you can hear God cry, dance, take selfies, feel good, celebrate. I think it's one of the soundtracks to life. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. You mentioned just the the anointing God has given you with with the unique approach you have. 
to music. Yeah. And and some would say, well, he's a pastor. This sound like <laughs> trap music or this sound like Motown or this sound. Like, he rapping right here. What's going on Um, for you? How I mean, what was there a level of of resistance or criticism you kind of had to overcome in the beginning um, of your musical career? And if so, how did you do that? And how is that playing into what we're getting from you now? Because it really is different in, in the best of ways. Absolutely, man. And of course, I think people sometimes when they don't understand, they fear what they don't understand. You know, I never forget when Oh Happy Day came out. I was looking at a documentary. They hated it. They said that was too contemporary. Or when <laughs> Kurt Franklin dropped Stomp, they said he was the devil. You know, so for me, I just always wanted to be true to myself. I feel like my music reflects all of my personalities. You know, for the last three years, you've seen all three of my personalities. The first song was big. That was pastoral. Then we hit I Got It. That was PMJ. It even starts out by saying PMJ. It was a little bit more trap. On this album, you need a new, you meet a new character called Mr. McClure. He's a mix between Morris Day, James Brown, Muhammad Ali. I, see what the thing you got to do is, man, I'll make it do what it do, baby. So <laughs> it's just having fun. And the question I want to ask is like, why can't we be saved and have fun and explore all the artistic gifts that God gave us? So for me, when you, when you get a Pastor Mike Jr. album, you're going to get it all from, like you said, Motown to something the kids like, to something you can sing in church. It's all of the above. So I'm excited about it. And I think the world is going to rock with it. I do too. Let's talk about Mr. McClure because he's a good time. He's in his bag. He's all in his bag. So, so, so is Mr. McClure one, one of your personalities or alt egos, I should say, uh, that, that's been in existence for quite some time and we're just getting introduced or did was he birthed within the last few years? I need to know because he's a good time. Yeah, so Mr. McClure always been here, but you got to give people all of you in doses. So <laughs> I was I was tripping. Believe it or not, we were stuck, delayed in New York and we were in the airport. And I just started talking about because Ray Charles is one of my favorite characters, you know. Uh, so I was always playing with that character, just making fun of it. And at the last minute, believe it or not, the album was done. And I was like, man, I'm everybody was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and then once we did it and we put the visuals together, wait till you see the behind the scenes footage, man. It's crazy. Cause again, I believe my grandmother, I gotta give a shout out to my grandmother. She said, I love your music, but give me something I can feel. Mm. You know, so that's when I was like, I know it's gonna be all right. <laughs> and that's a little Morris Day, it's a little James Brown, it's a little Ray Charles. But it's a vibe and it's fun. And I think right now, if we were to talk to you, we have the you that's on that's the personality on air. Then we got the you your friends get to get. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to make sure those who follow me just get all of me, you know? I love that. I want to stay on that topic a bit because, you know, the, the I'm just going to call it a hashtag now because it seems that, and it's very real. So don't get me, don't get it twisted, y'all. I'm not coming down on anybody. But church hurt is something that's talked about yeah. so often now, especially in this generation. And you mentioned just authenticity and some of the of the reasons why people claim they don't go to church anymore or they've walked away from the churches because they don't feel like there's a genuineness when it comes to pastors and leadership. For you, what are the ways that you think pastors in general need to continue to be intentional about being authentic, whether they're an artist like yourself or whether they're just in the pulpit, you know, s Sunday and possibly a weekday service? You know, what what needs to happen there to make sure that people are getting the real of not only Christ, but also of leadership? 
I think we just have to be transparent. You know, I I, I believe the gospel in this season takes uh, transparency, intimacy, and relevancy, not currency, secrecy, and flamboyancy. Mm-hmm. So when I say for years, the church has all been about how much money we can get, telemade suits, and you may be dealing with some, but you got to present yourself perfect secrecy. And this season for me, man, it's all about transparency. You know, I tell my church, I wrestle with anxiety. I suffer sometimes with depression. I fall into some very low spells. You know, that's why I'm so excited as this album is out and we're currently on the press run. I got a uh, shout out to one of the best uh, publicists in the world. I got Vine with me. I got my team with me. We're going from city to city. For me personally, in a very transparent moment, I'm so glad I'm not spending that at home by myself or like just at the office working because I sink. And when I said that one day, one day at church, man, I had a couple thousand people tell me, Pastor Mike, thank you. I thought something was wrong with me because people sometimes think just because you're winning, you're not weak. And what I've discovered is, and this may be a tweetable moment for everybody who's listening, uh, the enemy is very clear. He will either hurt you or hunt you. The enemy will hurt you or hunt you. If he hurts you and he and you heal, he will then hunt you. And what I've discovered is so many times uh, the new school church is more concerned with um, discretion over deliverance. So we want everybody to be quiet. You can host a show. You can have a podcast, but don't tell people what you really deal with because you got to present yourself as if you're perfect. As for me. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to just be transparent. I'm going to tell you when I don't have it. I'm going to tell you when I do have it. And I think people are, 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 are touching that, even with the quotes on social media. You know, they'd be like, hey, boy, man, you, you touch my spirit. And for me, I just want to remain that. I'm not going to let anybody put me in a box. That's why even when it comes to this project, I finance the entire project myself because mm. I don't do well with limits and I don't do well with boxes. So you're going to get all of me and we're going to be transparent. And I think if God can continue to raise people like yourself and continue to elevate you and you will always be an example like, Hey, I'm winning, but look at how God's helping me win. I think people will be blessed in advance. Oh, amen to that. I want to talk about investment a bit because there are people out here who have, such a call on their life. They have dreams, they have goals, they have things that they want to do. And sometimes the reason for not doing what's necessary to get to their destiny is I don't have the resources. I don't have it. Um, Can you speak to the importance, especially as believers of investing in ourselves and in our dreams? Because I I just think sometimes people, people say, well, I don't have it. I, I can't do it because I don't have this. I don't have that. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So if I had to speak to it, everything you see me doing right now was an investment, but it's two systems you can run. If I can speak to this, it's farm system, F-A-R-M, the farm system or the free agency system. Mm -hmm. So free agency means I got enough money to go buy the best videographers, buy the best studio, buy the best producers, buy the best mix, all that stuff. I ain't had that. I had a farm system, which means I had to grow it. So when you see the music video for Mr. McClure, when you see the music video for Windows, the music video for Impossible, that's the guy who I grew up with in the seventh grade. I bought him a computer and one camera, and it took us seven or eight years to figure it out. He's still with me. You know, when you come down, when you hear Impossible, when you hear my album, that's produced by people that I met in college and together at my church, we just been growing. So a lot of people right now are depressed because they can't buy it. When I said they should get inspired and grow it. And I can suggest right now that we, we, most of the promo stuff you see on my social media, I've done because we've mastered turning a a cell phone sideways and Mm -hmm. we'll sit down and figure out certain apps like InShot, Over, 
preview and figuring out how to do certain things. So for me, you may be listening right now and you got a million dollar dream on a hundred dollar budget. You're pregnant with vision, but sometimes you feel it's aborted or miscarried by lack. What I will submit to you right now is the greatest gift God has given you right now is a lack. The greatest gift God has given you is lack. If you look throughout history, mm -hmm. everything that's worth anything was created because somebody didn't have what they needed. And if you can take advantage of this season, I was just telling somebody last night, everybody, we don't even describe our pain, right? We say stuff like I'm on my way up. No, just say it, mm -hmm. say what it is. I'm at the bottom. And if you embrace the bottom, then you'll be able to see all the things that God has in store for you. So for me, I will tell somebody right now, invest in yourself, but not just I'm investing in me right now. As I speak to you, Dre, my videographer has this beautiful new camera that he just keeps taking everywhere with him. Yada, 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 yada. It took us almost what, three years to buy that joint, three and a half, four years to buy. We rented it for the first four years. Mm -hmm. But again, we were just slowly, 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 slowly. So what did I do? The moment I got my first good check, I bought him his own set of black magic cameras. So now he's shooting stuff and his thing, he's making more money. So investing in me is investing in the people around me. Wow. And that will help you. So stop chasing the names and, and work. And once you get there, they'll start helping you. So I think you can invest in you by investing in those connected to you. I love that. A couple more questions for you before I let you go, Pastor Mike. Um, you know, I think it's important that we give people their flowers, but I also think it's important that we give ourselves our flowers. We celebrate our wins along the way. And even as you've described different parts of your story, the reality is you got it out the mud. This didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so for you, as you look at the trajectory of your career in ministry and in music, what are you most proud of and what are you most excited about moving forward? The thing I'm most proud of when I look at my ministry and my music, I guess for lack of a better term, you would call them careers. Somebody said to me yesterday, like, do you realize you're at the top of the conversation in two fields? Like you're considered one of the most influential young preachers mm -hmm. and one of the most influential gospel artists. And it, it, it never dawned on me like that. Cause I just been busy doing what God called me. I think if I had to say the thing that I'm most proud of is that I didn't compromise myself. Like when you see pastor Mike junior preach and you see pastor Mike junior sing. And when you see pastor Mike junior on an interview with you, and when you see him at Walmart, I think people from then to now can say, he just is who he is. <laughs> and I've seen so many people compromise who they are or what I call fake it to make it. Like once the camera and the lights go off, who they who they are isn't who they are. So for me, that's something I'm very proud of. I didn't compromise myself. Not saying I'm perfect, not saying I'm sinless, but I'm real. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the same person who will pray with you, I'll cuss you out if you bother me too much. I'm being very clear. Like cross me the wrong way, say something to my kids, I will cuss you. You think I can write music? You ought to hear me cuss you out if I get mad. But I think people who know me literally are like, that's why I love him, though. Because, again, he ain't wild. He ain't crazy. But at least he's real. And for yeah. me, that means something to me. And I and if my life can speak to anything, and I don't know why I'm getting teary. I just look, I'm just glad I get to do it with the people I said I was going to do it with. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. get to do it with Trey. I get to do it with Arad. I get to do it with Tiffany. I get to do it. Uh, with my squad, you know, and, and that means the most to me. So I know God is going to continue to elevate. <clears throat> and now God's putting great people like Yvonne in my life, like a Gabby in my life. 
you know, like all these people. And I thank God for them. And that's growth. And somebody listening to me right now, don't let anybody hold you hostage because you have to grow. You know, the Bible even says one man waters another one man plants, one man waters. But it's God who gives the increase that speaks to progression. You know what I'm saying? So again, I thank God for the people. I thank God for my father and mother who planted it. I thank God for the people around me who helped watered it. But now that God has given increase, you need people who can help navigate those wilderness. And for me, I thank God I got those people. So for me, I just, I'm just glad I didn't compromise who I am at the core. Yeah. And you speak to navigating and I want to move back to the pulpit for just a moment. You know, we're kicking off Black History Month and a lot of us are still trying to put together the emotional pieces from seeing the video and, and everything that happened with, with Tyree Nichols. And, you know, I, I think about a lot of us that are churchgoers that are angry for lack of a better term, just even more, more so than that pissed off, upset, hurt. You know, how do you as a pastor, because there's been a lot of criticism at times for pastors who, you know, talk about politics or go too deeply into police matters and things of that sort. How do you tell that line um, in the pulpit or even outside of it as a minister to be able to acknowledge the pain, the very real pain that's going on, the things that are going on concerning our people politically and as far as police brutality is concerned without going too deep to the other side. Like, how do you how do you balance that? Is that a challenge for you at all? Uh, it's a balance, man. But I think we're in a season now where we have to speak truth to power. The thing we have to understand is to walk through this world as a black man is to simultaneously be hyper visible and invisible. What does that mean? Mm. It means to be constantly under surveillance, yet never seen. And to navigate life as a black man, you have to be in a black woman, you have to constantly be vigilant, you know. And so for me, man, what I'm trying to do is always speak truth to power, but do it in a way um, that that is not angry, you know, and I think everybody has roles and what we saw with the Black Lives Matter movement, that was the first civil rights movement that was not birthed out of the black church. Yeah. So what's happening now with social media, people have a chance to voice their own opinions, their own thoughts. So what I do now is I try to uh, compliment. I try to find those in my city who are doing things that are relevant and compliment them. Uh, I never forget when they were protesting, I allowed them to use my office as a headquarters downtown. Um, so for me, I just speak truth to power. You, you're not worth your salt if you ignore all that's happening. You know, you know, of course, we get an overload of information. So sometimes you don't know what's real or what's not. But at the core, looking at the video with them boy, with that boy being beat to a bloody pulp, that's not right. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing about that was right. And again, we see it. And the worst part about it this time, and you know this, is that it was people who look like us. Mm -hmm. And Malcolm X said something that I'll never forget. He said, if I can't be safe around my own, on my own kind, where can I be safe? So again, man, I just think we just have to remain diligent. We, um, we have to be strategically, we have to strategically assimilate, which means to assume public identity, identity sometimes aimed at neutralizing stereotypes of blackness by diffusing uh, irrational white fears. You know, so a lot of times, and what does that mean when I say strategically assimilate? That literally means right now, um, I haven't even told my church this, I'm giving you top secret information. I'm probably one more meeting away from purchasing one of the largest churches on the predominantly white side of town in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Wow. I'm trying to show now that's called strategically assimilating. Cause when you see a black church, tell me where is that in the hood? That's right. 
I want to show them black excellence. You know, I try to keep my yard up. I want to show black excellence. I try to carry myself in a way. Um, the movie, The Butler, Dr. King said something in that movie, The Butler. His The son was like, my dad ain't nothing but a butler. He was like, no, that's one of the most important pictures because it's, it incrementally breaks down stereotypes that blacks don't operate in excellence. So for me, man, what I'm trying to do is do away I'm trying to operate in excellence, but not operate in what W.E.B. Du Bois called double consciousness. That means that I'm always self-conscious about my blackness. So mm. I'm going to always be true to who I am. And I believe if we can continue to show black excellence in every field of human endeavor, black women in excellence in media, black men in excellence in life, doctors, lawyers, teachers, mothers, fathers, then we'll be able to help curve some of these fears but at the same time dealing with their fears is not our responsibility you see how that's complicated right. that's it is? right yeah dealing with yeah. their fears yeah. and i and i'm not responsible for your stereotype but so it's just to me man and, and i would encourage everybody to go watch the movie you people it blessed me so yes. much on that. yes <laughs> that blessed me man it blessed me so much because it dealt with some of these stereotypes that we're seeing right now we just have to find creative ways to do it in our messages and in our media yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. That was just a whole sermon right there. Low yeah, key. I if y'all <laughs> are tapped in and you mentioned black excellence, look, Pastor Mike Jr., you always up to something. You always yeah. have some really, really dope things going on. So in addition to this new album, what can we expect from you moving forward? I'm excited. We're only in the first quarter of 2023. So lots of room for you to stretch and do some great things. I'm excited, man. You know, we got a lot of great things under wraps that I can't wait to come back and share with you right now. All eyes are on the album, all our focus on this album. You know, I have one goal, two goals, number three goals. Let's say I have three goals. Number one, God be glorified. I believe he's 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 getting the glory out of all of this. Number two, I want to bless and inspire people. And I really believe he's doing that. Number three, Kanye West has had the number one album, gospel album, which is Donda in the country for 73 weeks. Hmm. I want to upseat them, man. I, I And if we were in hip hop, they're competitive. Why can't we be that competitive yeah. in the body of Christ? You know, when we're in the only genre where we have to act like we don't want to win. The devil is a lie. I ain't doing this Ooh. to be last. I'm doing this to be first. I wrote a song and say, I'm going to win. Everything around me winning. So our goal, we're hitting the street. We're selling CDs out the trunk. I'm asking everybody, if you're listening right now, yes, you're streaming it, but go press 1199 and download it. It takes 1500 streams to equal one download. So wow. think about that. You have to stream my album 1500 times in order for me to just make $11 and 99 cent. And that's divided by everybody who was involved in it. So if you don't mind, just go pay 1199 to do it right now. Tag me on all social media the outlets and let's continue to change the game and i believe god's gonna get the glory out of it and i'm excited man thank you to everybody especially at the station you know i can't give Derek harper and nico and jacqueline mm -hmm. and willie and dwight and darlene and griff i cannot thank them enough and i said all of those names intentionally because that was a group of people that when big came out and you know how this is being a new artist it take them a while to get used to you Yes. They instantly, when I say instantly, instantly start showing me love. So I can't thank them enough and I can't wait to um, just see them in a couple, in a week or so. It is always an honor, a pleasure, and a blessing to have conversations with you, Pastor Mike. We're going to do this again real soon. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you check out his new album. He said, get hit the hit the 1199 you know hit, he gave it in truck all right just, guys love me. you love just, me support me just 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 support him like he asked you to that's all we ask it's called impossible 
It is phenomenal and it is certainly life changing. Until we do this again, Pastor Mike Jr., love you, appreciate you, and all the best. I love you too. Well, I can't say this enough. I always enjoy my conversations with Pastor Mike Jr. and listening to a lot of the things that he had to say, I have just a thought. And it's pretty simple. Wait. That's my thought. Wait. I know sometimes it's very difficult to wait on the things that you're believing God for, the things that you're working hard toward, the dreams that you're chasing. You feel like, oh, hello. Hello, God. Or whatever you may believe in. Um, Hello. What's going on? I've done all this work. I've been doing this for years and years and years. I've been been investing and barely getting by on these bills for years and years and years. I've been running over here, there, and everywhere else for years and years and years. I've been doing this job for free. Or I've been doing this job for a little bit. I've been doing this favor over here. I've been working this stressful job over here because I'm trying to use the experience here to go over here. And, and I just... I want to invite you to wait and trust me. Wait doesn't mean sit still and do nothing. Wait doesn't mean be stagnant. What it does mean is it means to enjoy the journey while you are in hopeful anticipation of the fruition of your goal or your dream. And listening to Pastor Mike Jr. talk about how he had to invest in his goal, listening to him talk about literally how he got it out the mud. It really was inspiring to me. But he also speaks to the steps and taking steps takes time. I think social media puts us in a position where we think success is instantaneous. But many times, if, if not any time, it's not. Even the people that you see supposedly blow up, social media stars, actresses, singers, whatever. A lot of times they've already been doing the work for years. You just didn't see it. It's much easier to show somebody you crossing the finish line versus showing them you running the race. So I appreciated Pastor Mike Jr. laying out his race for all of us to be able to understand that there's a process involved in prosperity, success, and elevation. But it's also not only possible, it's probable. It will and can happen for you. So I want to encourage all of you out there, especially now as we are still in the first quarter of the year, keep going. And if you need to take a little bit of a break, take a little bit of a breather, catch your wind, catch your breath, restore, re-energize yourself, even potentially relax for a second. That's okay too. Some of us burn the candle at both ends a lot and we don't even take the time to recuperate from that. But I just want to encourage everybody, myself included, just to wait. Work while you wait and watch what happens. Just a thought. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. 
That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Cherie Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Cherie underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.